Today is a victory day. Jesus challenged everyone today when he came on a donkey. Until today, when you go to Israel, there is a gate. They call it the Eastern Gate. Until today. You, you know, Jews or the Israelites, uh, they believe the prophecy of Zechariah. And they also believe a Messiah will come. But they don't believe that it is Jesus. According to them, the Messiah, when he comes, he will rebellect them politically. They believe the prophecies which says, and there will be New Jerusalem, there will be this. So in their mind, they don't take the story that it was Jesus when he came in the flesh. They say, no. They wonder, the, 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 the Bible or the Old Testament, which is the Torah, speaks about. It is said when he comes, he will come in glory. And he will establish a new Jerusalem. Not this one. So that's where there's a whole issue where they don't believe in Jesus. Not because they don't believe in Jesus. No, they do. But they believe the Messiah will come. And they believe he's Emmanuel. But they believe when he comes, he will liberate them from the Palestine. And he will liberate them from all just like what was happening in the Bible. When Samson came, he, he, he was fighting for them physically. When David came, he was fighting for them physically. So their mindset has always been when the Messiah will come, he will fight for them. So what was frustrating them was that when Jesus was moving in the streets, healing the sick, at that time, they were under oppression of the Roman Empire. The Romans had invaded Israel and took over of their political affairs. And there was a king who was there, but his powers were taken off. And then there were, there were some, some, some uh, 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 Roman officials, Pontius Pilate, who was a governor of Rome, who was managing all the political affairs of Israel, and the people of Israel were suffering, and Jesus was healing. So they said, if he is the Messiah, why is he not delivering us from this oppression? Because it is written, when the Messiah comes, he will liberate us from all these oppressions, from suffering, from sickness. So Jesus was moving around and telling them that, no, I have come now that you should believe in the Son, when you believe in the Son, you get saved. Then I will come now on the second time. This time I will come for that liberation. So he was killed for that. They said, no, our king is coming. So when you go to Israel, that is what is called the Eastern Gate. Because the Bible says that when the, when the king comes, he will use the Eastern Gate. Are you understanding? The Bible speaks of the Eastern Gate that he's going to come using the Eastern Gate. So this is why when Jesus Christ came in Zechariah 9 from verse 9, the Bible there says what? He will come riding on a donkey. So, so, and the Bible says he will come through Mount Olives. Now when we check Mount Olives, Mount Olives is right at the Eastern Gate. That's why Jesus, when he came, he exactly, he used the eastern gate where there is the olive mountain, Mount Olives. So he came through that. So when he did that, 
they close the gate until today. When you go to Israel, you can actually see. They say, no, 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 no. That was a mistake. We made a mistake to allow Jesus to use the eastern gate. So they closed it, but it was too late. He had already... So until today, when you go to Israel, you're going to see the wall. Once you stand on Mount Olives, there is a wall. And there is the gate which was closed until today. They closed it. They're saying they're waiting for the Messiah. When he comes, he'll use it. I want you to check something. I want you to check from Psalm 118 verse 22. The stone, this is the book of Psalms, which the builders refused is become the head of uh, the herdstone of the corner. What happened there? In Matthew 21, when Jesus was coming, all right, the Bible speaks of how people on Mount Olives, as he was coming to Mount Olives, how people took their clothes and the palms and for him to walk upon. Until today, Palms is a sign of eternal life, kingship, until now. Okay? Palms identify kingship, ident um, um, describes the position of eternity, eternal life, peace. Right? Now, they are putting palms. Then people said, no, 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 no. no. They were trying to stop the people. But watch this. This is the same Jesus who they, they didn't want him. But today, they are putting what? Palms for him. All right? Palms for him to fulfill the prophecy of Psalm 118, verse 22. That yes, the stone which builders refused is become. Are you following? Now, go to verse 25. God verse 25. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee. Send now prosperity. The word save now, it is the word Hosanna. The word Hosanna means please save us. The word Hosanna. If it is being used in worship, it may mean blessed be the name of God. But the word Hosanna in Hebrew, it means to, to deliver. So when the Bible says, and when the people at Mount Olives cried out, cried out, Hosanna, Hosanna, they were actually saying, save us, deliver us. So on this day, this is what happened. The people were crying out for deliverance. Save us. Hosanna. And it happened on Mount Olives. When Jesus Christ came there, the stone which builders rejected. And people were crying, Hosanna, Hosanna. So what was happening on Mount Olives was prophetic, was predicted. Now check this scripture. It was happening on a Sunday like today. That's what's called the Palm Sunday. Now check this scripture. Let's see that. Verse 26, all right? It says what? 
Blessed be he that comes in the name. Now go to uh, John chapter 12 from verse 12 to 13. Now watch that. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that comes in the name of the Lord. Now from the book of Psalms, it is predicting the activity that happened on Mount Olives. Are you following? So Psalm 118, verse 22, verse 25, and verse 26 predicts that when the king comes, people will sing, save us. Blessed be the one that comes in the name. And that happened. It was a fulfillment of the prophecy of today. On a Sunday like today. So what does this mean? It means on a day like today, prophecies must be fulfilled. I'm speaking not to you. I'm talking to someone who actually is answering louder than you. No, 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 that's not louder. You are not the one I'm talking to. And at least five people received in Daniel 9 verse 25, I want you to check with this. In Daniel 9 verse 25, what does the Bible say? In Daniel 9 verse 25, Know therefore another prophecy and understand that from the going forth of the commandment to restore, to rebuild Jerusalem unto the Messiah, the prince shall be seven weeks and three score and two weeks. The street shall be built again, and the wall, even in troublous times. What a prediction. What a prediction. Did you hear what Jesus said on that mountain? He says the same prophecy. He says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. You did not understand the time of your visitation. Time will come. It was a day like today. When you shall be destroyed, none of your stones will be left on each other. Now, that connects to the teaching I was teaching about the Armageddon, the land of Gog and Magog. Those walls, I told you how they will attack Israel. So Jesus predicts what Daniel had said. Now, when we continue from that scripture, okay, I want you to go to uh, um, uh, 9 verse 9. Just go there. All right, let me read. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, glory, and riding upon an ass, and upon a coat, the fall of an ass. So Jesus will come on a donkey. He is holy. He is just. This is where the whole controversy came. They said, no, 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 no. no. The Messiah we're waiting for. You come for war. 
to invade all our oppressors and our enemies. But Jesus used the donkey, which is the opposite of the sign of war. In those days, if a king sits with his people in the kingdom, and he sees a person coming to the kingdom on a horse, it was a declaration of war. If a person is coming on a donkey, it was a declaration of peace. Did you hear that? So Jesus goes on a donkey to fulfill what was predicted by Zechariah and by Isaiah, which says, and he shall be the prince of peace. So I'm not coming. I will do this war for you. I will fight the battle for you, but not with violence. My weapon is peace. Am I talking to somebody here? I told you in the spirit is opposite. When people expect you to react in a certain way, we react in a different way. So Jesus says, no, I have come to fight for you, but with peace as a weapon. They actually forgot that the word Jerusalem was a prediction. Because before it became Jerusalem, it was called Salem. It was a place where a king called Melchizedek was ruling. In Genesis 14, it was called a town of Salem. And the word Salem means peace. So there was a prediction of the Messiah to come. And it is Melchizedek who predicted the coming of Jesus. And he took Holy Communion and gave Abraham. Oh, you didn't hear me. Let's go to Genesis chapter 14. Quickly, just a little bit. Genesis chapter 14. Um, I just want to show you something that is very important. By the way, happy Palm Sunday. Are you here? All right. Now, let's start from um, verse 18, where Melchizedek met Abraham. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, which today is Jerusalem. And the word Jeru means land. Salem means peace. So Jerusalem. Land of peace. It was just called peace. So the whole salvation of Jesus was predicted in advance. He would be. Can you imagine there was a king of Salem, a king of peace. And because of that, when Jesus was coming, God said already there was a king of peace. So Jesus will not come as a king of peace. He will come as a prince. You didn't hear this. So he was a king of, of, of Salem, a king of peace. And Jesus comes us. Now, look at that. All right. Now, the scripture says what? And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, brought forth, brought forth what? Bread and what? Well, what do you use on Holy Communion? And he was the priest of the most high God. Verse 19. 
and he blessed Abraham and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. In case you didn't know, Abraham reached the level of not just owning a plot in town. He possesses the whole heaven and the earth. They knew something. And the Bible says, you are, those who have faith are descendants of Abraham. Yet you can't own one acre of land. Somebody say, we are correcting that mistake tonight. The man, a possessor. And that was fulfilled in the New Testament when a sinner died. And a rich man died. Jesus said, when these two died, they went to heaven. Um, I mean, the sinner went to hell. And the, and, and the poor man went to heaven. Then the, 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 the poor man was in the bosom of Abraham. And the rich man was in hell. And the rich man said, Mr. Abraham, please send that poor man to come with just water, even on my tongue. So Abraham owns land in heaven. And you tell me you don't have a land This thing, how did he do it? It's a secret. He gave tithe. Read there. The Bible says when he made Melchizedek, Melchizedek took bread and wine. Where? In Salem. Did you hear that? Where? What is Salem? Jerusalem. Which is? Land? Can, can, can you imagine how God had put this in order for a long time? In fact, even of your existence, it was prearranged. There was nothing new. Abraham will come. Before Abraham, there will be Melchizedek. After this, this will happen. And even God spoke to Abraham that after 400 years, your, your offspring will return from Egypt. It was in order that you are existing now. It is not by mistake. It was prearranged. You will meet Major One. He will help you in this way. He will lead you in this way. You will meet this person. You eat. Nothing is happening by mistake. On Mount Olives. It is a place of prophecy fulfillment. Today, Jesus was standing on Mount Olives, fulfilling all prophecies which were spoken of him. He fulfilled them all in one day on a mountain. Just standing there, he fulfilled Psalms, he fulfilled Zechariah, he fulfilled everything which was spoken on Mount Olives. People began to sing Hosanna. There was an ass. Everything that was predicted on Mount Olives. You are not on earth by mistake. It was prearranged. I'm telling you. You see, the enemy will put you on a corner and squeeze you to a level where you begin to give up your faith. Like, will this thing really happen? The enemy says, I wanted you to do that. It's like what's happening in Russia and Ukraine. Russia will keep on doing what they're doing until the president in Ukraine should say, 
You know what? I think let's talk. That's what the enemy wants to do over your life. He will put more pressure. No matter how you go to NATO for sisters, you go to international visitors. More pressure. I, ah, I think, I think, let me give up. The moment you do that, now, check the scripture. <laughs> and, and blessed be the most high God which has delivered thy enemies into thy hand. And what did Abraham do? And he gave him tithe of all. The only man who gave tithe before the law. Remember, this time of Abraham, Moses was not yet born. Moses broke the law. Tithe came with Moses. 400 years later after Abraham. But this man by faith, he knew he needed to give tithe. And there was no law to tithe. But the man by faith understood a mystery. I can't meet a priest. I can't meet a man of God called Melchizedek. A man who gives me bread and wine, the Holy Communion. A man who has prophesied of my future and live like that. So he took tithe. And gave Melchizedek. In Hebrews 7, it says he did that because he understood a mystery that says a greater blesses the lesser. Are you here, somebody? He understood a mystery. So what happened in Salem, which is Jerusalem, right there on Mount Olives, which Jesus Christ came later, Right there in Jerusalem, Abraham met Melchizedek. Melchizedek took bread and wine and gave. That was a prediction that through you, Abraham, a Messiah will come who shall give his body and his blood. And Jesus walks out of Mount Olives. Guess what he does? From Mount Olives to Jerusalem, it is a stone away. It's very close. You actually stand on the mountain and you see the mountain of Jerusalem just next. He stays in Jerusalem for four days. Then he calls for supper. And he calls it last supper in Jerusalem. For the first time, right there, where Melchizedek took bread and wine. He also takes bread and wine. He says, now, what Melchizedek showed Abraham? He was talking of my body. And he was talking of my blood. If you eat this, and if you drink this, in remembrance of me, you shall have eternal life. Am I talking to somebody right here? Am I speaking to somebody? And on Mount Olives today, there was a, uh, a prophecy. What will happen on Mount Olives? 
So Jesus moved from Mount Olives and he goes to Jerusalem. You know what he does there? He gets into a temple and he finds people selling things and all that. Then he chases them out. My temple is a house of prayer. The word, that's where the word prayer, prosuche, comes from. The word prosuche, the word prayer which is there is prosuche, which means bringing out the information. It is a place of communication. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6, it says that your body is the temple of God. So Jesus walks in the temple and chases out everything. Today we are commanding. Since morning I've been praying anything, any thief, any power, any spirit, any attack in God's temple must walk out whether it's a sickness, anything must come out, must check out. Whether it's a demon, must walk out. Someone says, I am the temple of God. I am not a, I'm not a house of thieves. I'm not a temple for thieves. I am a house of God. I am a house of prayer. Are you following now, guess what? He, he walks in Jerusalem and he, does, he stays there for four days. And you know what he does? He goes back to Mount Olives. And that's the problem now in Mount Olives because it is where he was betrayed. It was predicted in the Old Testament that he would be betrayed on Mount Olives. Same place where people were putting palms for him. He had honor and glory. It is the same place he was betrayed. Do not be deceived with honor and glory. Same level that God can take you into honor and glory, right on the same position, you can be betrayed right there. Be watchful. Check this scripture. Let's go to this verse. All right? In Psalm 41 verse 9. Yeah, my own family friend hmm. in whom I trusted which it did eat of my bread has lifted up his heel against me. Isn't it what Jesus said? He said someone here eating with me on the same table shall betray me. He was quoting some 41 verse 9. Now, we are, we are not done. We are not done. Let's check another scripture. In Zechariah 13 verse 7, what does the Bible say? Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, and against the man that is my fellow, says the Lord of hosts. Smite the shepherd, and the sheep shall be scattered. And I will turn my hand Upon the little ones. Hit the shepherd. And the sheep will scatter. That principle the enemy has used it until today. The 
That's what even some people thought of our ministry. That once we hit the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. Unfortunately, the sheep gathered. Matthew 26, Matthew 26, verse 31. Matthew 26, verse 31. The Bible says, Then says Jesus unto them, All you shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. What is he quoting? He's quoting what? He's quoting Zechariah. And again on the same Mount Olives, it is the same place. When Jesus resurrects on Sunday, he stays for 40 days on earth. Guess where he goes to go to heaven? Mount Olives. Something special. A place of honor. A place of glory. A place of betrayal. It is the same place when Jesus was praying on Mount Olives. He's busy praying. Judas came there to kiss him on Mount Olives. The same mountain. Jesus was kissed on that mountain. Judas, you have never kissed me. You have never been hugged me. Some of these attentions you get sometimes. Put question marks. All the sudden you're having this nice attention. Hey, this one loves me. You, are, you don't have discernment. All the sudden, so much attention. Even hug. You said, hey. We have never hugged. He said, you even kissed me and you're betraying. Mount Olives. After that, Jesus is going to heaven. Guess where he goes? Mount Olives. He just went there to Mount Olives like this with the disciples. As they're looking at him like this, he was captured going up to heaven. 